Hey, shalom, guys, and welcome to Witcast, Wisdom and Torah podcast that we have every so often. I'm delighted to uh, have another time to discussion and meeting new people, exciting things that are really happening within the Hebraic roots or Messianic, whatever you want to call yourself, a believer in Yeshua. There's so many different titles I don't keep up anymore. But, you know, I'm really happy because in my journeys and all my travels, I meet some really cool, interesting people. And, you know, one of the things that I look for in people that I meet is... What is our motivation when we try to come together as a people, as a kingdom? Are we trying to build a kingdom? Are we trying to separate the kingdom? And every so often I meet people that are looking to educate the kingdom. And that's something that we need to really focus. Education is really, really important. So in this week's podcast, we have Curtis and Pip Reed. They're from New Zealand. I met them while I was out there in, um, I forgot where I was. Where is it again where you guys lived? (laughs) Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in the capital. We're in Wellington. Region. Wellington is a beautiful, beautiful city. Uh, I would have loved to stay more than one day in an amazing scenery. I got blessed. I got to see a really good scenery that day. They are from BiblePathwayAdventures.com. And what we're going to talk about today, I, I think it's exciting because there is a need within the Torah-believing world of education for children. Everywhere I travel, there's always the question, do we have Torah portions for kids? 90% of the time, they always go towards Orthodox websites because they do have things they offer to. Now, nothing wrong with that because it's Torah-based. But I also believe it's important that we have tools, we have people who have who study, who, or who, you know, who can take the information and is geared towards the kingdom uh, that believe in Messiah. So, you know, I'm really happy to have you guys. This is Curtis and Pip Reed from New Zealand, Wellington, and they have a website called Bible Pathway Adventures. We're going to talk about what they do, what their motivation, where they're at, and where they're going, and what is the whole purpose of their website and which target audience, by the way, is growing leaps and bounds. Now they have some products in Spanish, and I think you really will like it if you if you really understand their motivation, more so than than seeing uh, what they do. Once you get to know the people, you know the motivation behind it. Now you can follow the vision, and that's what we want. Okay, so welcome to Witcast. Witcast is more like WIT podcast, but instead of calling it podcast, I call it Witcast. I just, I was talking, you know, I figured I needed something to do. Reinvent the wheel, just say something new, right? Hey, Curtis, how are you? Hey, Pip, how are you guys doing? Good, good, shalom. Shalom Shalom to you. Thanks for having us. Um, What a blessing. And um, I like Witcast, actually. I wonder if we can have, like, BPA cast or something. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, that's fantastic. It's um, it's great to catch up with you, as always. And uh, and you're going to be out here soon in New Zealand. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to go there. I was there last summer, and uh, this time we have a temple course we're doing uh, for a weekend. I'm excited about that. I mean, think about this, brother. We get to go to the one of the one of the farthest places of the earth and talk about the house of the king. It's incredible. And you know, one of the things that is lacking is educating our children. You know, we sometimes there's a few things that I have a problem with within the Hebrew roots. Okay. And I know I'm going to get a lot of heat from this, because every time I say something about this, I get a lot of heat. You know, God forbid we want order, you know. We do not, you know, we do not want children to be in the congregation when we have the services and the studies. You know, I've been to Orthodox synagogues. I've been to Orthodox synagogues. And it's interesting that when I go to an Orthodox synagogue, the kids are sitting there with the parents. And I'm thinking, why is it that when we have a a congregation and when we have services, we cannot teach our children to have enough order to sit there because we feel sometimes that we need to entertain them. And I think that's a problem. Now, I understand that if the service is too long, I know it, I understand that. But this is, there, there never seemed to be a problem when they're playing video games for 10 hours. <laughs> you know? So I don't get it. They can stand still for an hour to listen to the Word of God, but they can stand still playing video games for 10 hours. I don't understand it. But hey, that's just me, though. Don't mind me. I'm just, I'm just venting right now, okay? But I think that during the week, if there's tools in which there are things provided for them, that they are still be engaged. You know, one of the things that is lacking is video games 
in the context of biblical principles or um, games. I just talked to a lady, uh, to a lady, uh, Curtis, from Colombia. She invented a table game, all biblical, in Spanish. And I go, oh my God, I, I played it with my friends and I actually learned a few things I didn't know about the Bible. It was the funniest thing because everybody thought I was going to have all the answers and I go like, oops, I don't know this one. So now I'm talking to her. I'm talking to her about doing one about the temple, doing one about ancient Near East, doing one about honor and shame, you know, thematic games that people can still learn biblical principles. So tell us what you do. What is your focus? Because I know you have different ministries, but we are talking specifically about one that I think can impact many lives and help a lot of parents bring a lot of equi uh, equipping their children with biblical principle. I saw what you do, and I really, really like it. So tell us a little bit about it. Welcome to the program, and thanks for being here this morning. Thanks, Rico. Thank you, Rico. Well, I'm going to just open up, and then I'm going to hand over to Pip. Um, and so that she can sort of uh, give a bit of an opening phrase to this. But um, the way that I like to put it, about um, about six years ago, Pip and I, um, we entered into conversations because Pip had, was being, um, I guess, led at the time to really look at some things and investigate some things. And she started to look at things. And um, I'll let her speak about that. But she saw that some things were missing. And one of the things that we both uh, have in our hearts is there's um, you, you can box the darkness or you can try and shed light into the darkness. You can have two ways to view um, this playing field that we're in to try and serve Messiah. Um, I'm just going to try and simplify this, Rico, from, from our thinking and our point of view. But right. what, what we thought is, look, you can only box the darkness for too long and how productive is that? Our view was, instead of criticizing maybe what parents weren't doing or knowing what to do, especially as people are transitioning or asking questions, deeper questions, especially from the Christian side, um, which we were both from in our journeys. And, and, and people have legitimate questions, but they're not confident. They don't understand. They weren't even taught certain things in their journey and their And so we, we took the position, well, instead of bashing these people <laughs> for what they were never shown or never told, um, we, we took the route, well, let's help them. Let's help equip them so that things, um, so the Shema could be honored in the home and that discipleship could be honored in the home there um, so maybe the kids could help sit still during the service. <laughs> and we actually found that in our own fellowship. And right. actually, we welcome the kids to be with us. And, uh, and But the thing is, is, is this was the position we took and so this as this eventually came into co-founding and developing this thing called bible pathway adventures which was based on a number of things i'm going to let pip talk in more detail to that but really it came about where we thought look let's let's see what we can do to help and we have just had some incredible engagement and met some incredible people around the world uh, like yourself and, and others and uh, we now have 144 countries that have yeah, well they, yeah, 177 countries. Oh, you know, I, I got to tell you something. When I when I saw the work that you do, and for for the audience that is listening, we're going to get into a deeper uh, conversation about what they do exactly here in a minute. But you know, homeschooling will be a great targeting. Uh, but I noticed that you were talking to me about that 90% of your audience mainly are Christian people who they don't really, they tell you they don't really understand some things in the Bible. <laughs> they don't really read a lot of the Bible. You're helping them in an educational manner towards their children. So how can we expose this to them, but also to the audience, the children that, you know, sometimes people get so in tune with every conspiracy in the world and they're not really teaching their children the basic principles of the Torah. I think that there's got to be a balance. And I, and I found that your work, not only is the great illustrations that you have, but also the storyline is pretty good. My wife loved it, by the way. So Pip, tell me a little bit about what you do. So in terms of a day-to-day -day basis or? Tell me, you, tell me your vision. Tell me what you do. Let people know why they need to tune into this and, and check out your website. Sure. Well, I found when I started to look deeper at the foundation of my faith, the more I started to understand that Hebraic Israelite perspective, the more the Bible started to come alive and actually make sense. And so when I looked at what was out there for parents and for kids, there's a lot of Christian material, a lot of Jewish material, but there was nothing really for those followers of Yeshua who wanted a balanced approach. And I think that's where we 
started, wasn't it, with that approach? I think so. I mean, I think yeah. the whole journey's been there. I mean, a lot of um, people that engage with us, Rico, um, this is on the Messianic Hebrew root side, um, Judeo side. Yeah. Um, but but what we found was that, and that's fine because there tends to be a, you know a lot of understanding over there um, on that side. But but on the Christian side, there wasn't. And so what we were trying to do was to say, well, how can we make this fun and engaging for both sides? Where you know, and that's why our catchphrase is the search for truth is more fun than tradition. Right. Um, to allow to allow people a chance to um, investigate their faith and 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 see that we have the writ- we have the faith. This is not a faith. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So let me so let me ask you a question then. So what you do is, and I saw your illustration. So what you do, you 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 do Torah portions, and I know you're doing also all the things, but you do Torah portions, and you have an illustrator. When you show me the booklets, I was blown away. You you have like Disney, like uh, Marvel. I mean, I'm talking about high quality job done to tell the story of the biblical narrative, which I think is very engaging to kids. Yeah, everything stems from the story, Rico. So we start with the story, and then from the story, we create materials to help parents teach their children the story. And within the story, we weave in themes, and we try and bring Yah's word to life as we do that. So everything is biblically based on the Torah portion or let's say for the temple or tabernacle or whatever. So you're not only using the storyline, but also the visuals. Yeah, well, one of the things that we wanted to do in, in each adventure, it's modeled straight out of the Word. And what we do is we find that people come back and go, man, you've got me re-looking at, at my Word again because we'll put things in the yeah. you know, into the adventures that... Um, maybe aren't traditionally out there in materials. Got it. Or the so more like the Hebraic mindset on the story. Yeah, exactly. And also, too, um, to bring in, um, to make it uh, a fun and visual and things, and so engaging. So what we're planning, uh, what we're doing is we're we're uh, going through, uh, you know, the Bible from one end to the other, from Genesis, from Tadashit, you know, right through to Revelation. And we're going to, what we're doing in that is the plan is uh, around 50 adventures overall and to span across the biblical uh, narrative and then to allow people to um, uh, be able to engage in activities and things around the adventures which um, educate them on their faith as you were saying educate. but to do this in a way whether you're a three to five year old or whether you're the six to twelve you can do it in an engaging way but without compromise or watering down so uh, gotcha so let me ask you two questions i'm hearing some key words but i want to know the audience may want to know when you say adventures and also the age groups what is geared to, towards which age group and what do you mean by adventures so an adventure is a story, so a Bible story. So we might have the adventures of Samson or the adventures of Solomon. It's just a word we use to describe a biblical character's life. So when we say adventures, we're really talking about the stories that we create. But one thing I want to say, Rico, is we get thousands and thousands of Christians using our materials because even though they may not be following Torah, they're looking for biblical materials for their children, and they come to us because... And we get testimonies all the time. Your materials are more biblical than what we've seen. And all we're trying to do is show them the truth. Got it. Yeah, area that we're in, Rico, there is a lot of stuff out there, as you know, brother, that's not exactly biblically sound. Absolutely. It's very watered down. And so a lot of people are coming to us, even as they look deeper in their faith and may not be on the Messianic Bridge side, they're still appreciating, look, thank you for what you're doing and even though they may not fully understand yet or, or or even agree on all matters they still appreciate what's going on and so we're finding that it's just a place to work things around each of the adventures um, based out of all but I always say that I think Elohim if he was a movie director he'd be he's, he's a drama director <laughs> that is true he just loves everything to kind of come to fruition at the yeah. last moment. That's you know, true. He loves it. He loves it. Yeah, you know, you know one thing that I've noticed in my in my research, you know, I've been doing a lot of research the last 20 years, specifically the last 10, and I'm so wore out because it's like I look at a book, look, at, I'm surrounded by books, and I'm looking at it, and I say, no, I don't want to open another page. But then when I'm reading a verse, when I'm, when I'm reading something, immediately I get it. 
because I already established a foundation. For example, honor and shame, righteousness and justice. You know, every adventure, every story that you tell carries that covenant righteousness and justice, honor and shame, helping the needy, what happens when you break a covenant, the curses, the blessings. You know, it's an amazing tool to teach children because you're right. The whole mainstream mainstream Christianity, unfortunately, they are watering down the information and the kids are not engaging. So what, what you're doing that I thought it was really, really good, not only is the storyline good, but we also, we live in an era that is very visual, especially kids. If you write the words down, but if, you know, they're not going to read it. But if you put in the words, engage them with a visual, which that's why I like your work. Because when I saw it, it engaged me. And I study. When my wife saw it, she goes, oh my God, this is engaging. Or in other words, we can do this for homeschooling. So we, there's a void within our ranks. I understand there is within Christianity, but now you have a, an audience that I want them to consider your work because let's be, let's be real. Now, uh, at least 70 to 60% of Hebrew Ruth people, that may be an elevated number, but I'm just using that for the sake of the other conversation. Maybe 50 to 60% are homeschooling. They homeschool their children. Well, yeah. what, what, what tools do they have Torah based? I know people that are using my ancient Near Eastern uh, uh, studies as their history material for homeschooling. So well, I think what you're doing is really cool. So what is one of the projects that you're in? By the way, age group and what is the future projects that you're working on and how many have you done already? So we cover uh, preschool for three to five year olds. We have activity books for that age group and then we have activity books for six to 12 year olds. Oh, nice. And, yeah, so they cover things like Torah portions, um, Bible stories, uh, Bible quizzes, word searches. So just tons and tons of supplementary materials, coloring pages to help parents teach their children a biblical faith. Uh, at the moment we've done, we've created about 15 stories uh, our plan is to create 50, uh -huh. span the whole Bible. And the project we're working on at the moment that we're very excited about is Solomon, the temple builder. Yeah. Into that record. I like that. <laughs> we have a conversation after this week, guys. Man, I tell you, we I'm excited about because when I told you about the temple, you got you guys really embraced it. And I gotta tell you, if we study the tabernacle and the temple, we can teach the children a lot of principles that the Bible talks about that comes from temple understanding. And I'm glad that you consider that and you've seen the importance of it. And so I got a question. Let's say that I'm a parent. I'm looking for some information, homeschooling information, because until I met you guys, I never heard of you guys. I never heard of Bible Pathway Adventures. So where can they find you? I mean, how can we make it easier for them to reach you? And how would it work if they want to get your material? Okay, so... They just head to our website, BiblePathwayAdventures.com, and we have an activities section that has hundreds and hundreds of free printable downloads. So they can download coloring pages, quizzes, uh, all themed around Bible stories, and that's completely free. Now, if they want uh, those activities plus more in packages, they can go to our store, and we have uh, over 60 activity books available for download from our website. So you can go on, you can download free samples. Uh, we produce them very high quality, uh, fully illustrated, and we get a lot of homeschoolers, uh, Sunday school teachers, ministries downloading those activity books uh, so they can have materials, biblical materials to teach their children. And so that's all available on our website. So all people have to do is go to BiblePathwayAdventures.com and just have a look around, have a look at the activities section, the, uh, the stories section where they can download free lesson plans, and then check out the store, where if they want even more, they can go on and have a look. So you have a free section, and then you have a section that if they want to know more, they pay a particular fee. What is the normal price range for a storyline if they want to add on to the free one? So we keep it really reasonable, Rico, because we never want you know income to um, prevent people so uh, from from getting good materials so our books range from four dollars to thirteen dollars but most of them probably the average price is around six dollars for a book uh -huh. and a book would be like 50 to 150 pages oh, of wow. download printable materials so 
Yeah, we try and offer great value, high quality printables. Um, yeah, all available in our stores. One, yeah. one of the things we did, Rico, when we were putting it together, that we felt the father was leading us on was that we didn't. Um, it's, it's, I, I love hearing you say engaged individuals because we really were led. You wouldn't believe what we went through just to even understand the dynamic of the type of genre of the way we would show the illustrations. We selected what you're seeing through a very purposeful um, uh, uh, process. Um, it was very intentional to get a genre of illustration that actually appealed to both the parent and the child. So in other words, a visual, because sometimes there are certain types of visuals that only really kids like, and actually parents, it just right. doesn't relate to that's them. true. You know? and, there is, and there is sometimes the same for adults. And so what we did was we went through the process, that has been very interesting. So every adventure we do, not only the style of it, not only the content of it, was we believe to compromise nothing as best we could. As you know, we're going through right now, we're in the final stages of producing uh, the Temple Builder based mm -hmm. on Solomon. Well, you know that after this woodcast, I'm sitting down with you, who is more of a temple expert than I am, that is more of a strength in your teachings. Um, that's how serious we take this, yeah. this stuff. It's, okay, we're going to show some of this in visual. I want to try and get it, and so does Pip, um, to honor the Father, um, to get this as accurate as we can. Now, they are illustrations, so it's not about having technical blueprints. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> it's just about having engaging imagery that is actually trying to show uh, um, biblical accuracy as well as maybe even prompt questions. Well, but I think, but I think it's wise because to you, it's not just putting an illustration based on your ideas. Uh, you're trying to get as accurate as you can within the means and the tools that you're providing, and that's important because I think I mentioned to you a long time ago. We were going through this. You show me a picture, and I say, you know what? You know that right there would not fit. So if someone, let's say a Jewish person uh, who understands this, sees it, then you gain credibility because you have the right. You know, it's not like you're looking to have everything perfect, but at least they look at it and they go like, oh, oh, whoa, they know what they're putting down. Who are these people? And that's the difference between the typical, uh, they don't know, they're just putting out stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, tell me how you found that amazing illustrator you have, because it's some pretty good stuff, man. Well, well that, that, that was, Tom. yeah. Wow. That, Tom, Tom's been with, been with us from the beginning. And we love Tom, and he'll be with us to the end. He's, he's a real gift. So uh, Yeah, but his job is like way up there when you connect it with like, you know, Disney stuff and Marvel stuff. And I'm going like, oh, snap, you got yourself a really good one. By the way, that's hard to find. You know, it's hard yeah. to find pretty good illustrators out there. Yeah. Well, one of the things with... Um, that we did. Well, first and foremost, we were putting things to prayer, but when we went out to try and investigate different illustrators, we went through a number of illustrators. And, and I'll be honest with you, because we'd already done some of the intent on what we were looking for, for genre and style, our illustrator did not meet. The one we have now did, was not the one who fully produced what we were looking for. There was actually a couple of others um, when we were going through the process of selecting and working with illustrators. However, um, Pip and I had an interesting conversation, and we believed that because of some certain interaction that we'd had with our illustrator, Tom Barnett, at the time, that um, we believed the father was saying, no, go back to this one. So even though he was the one who didn't get it right, and so we went back and we started working with him and said, well, could you do this? Could you do that? And um, so we built up a real relationship with him, and I believe he's just absolutely good hit the hit the bullseye he's yeah. world class yeah he's hit the park. um and he is world class um he does produce disney quality and he serves as a part of the ministry he doesn't um uh, we could uh, quite frankly we couldn't afford tom flat flat out Got it. You know, in, in, in the level of quality and illustration he provides but he sees it too as a part of um you know serving even though he doesn't fully even you know, understand. In fact, if you talk to Tom, he's a good, he's a great interview because while he's doing some of the dry, he's learning. Right. Because it's like, oh, why are we doing this? And why, you know, it, it, and so he started to learn and understand more about his faith through just working with us. And so we've had a wonderful relationship with him. We also narrate every one of these adventures, cinematic narration, and we work with Troy Hudson, um, who is also Disney 
know, in fact, Troy's done work. Um, I think, uh, sorry, he's, oh man, Troy's done all sorts of work, but we bring all of these adventures to life in cinematic narration as well. Um, and this is available on the website. We have people that just listen to the adventures. Um, Actually, Redcar, if people go to our YouTube channel, BiblePathwayAdventures.com, they can watch all the stories. And this is where we bring the illustrations and the narration together. And those are freely available to watch on our website and YouTube channel. And the kids love them. So you also, so you also have a YouTube channel on top of your website. And I think you had an app too, right? You had an app? Is that still valid? Actually, it's set up and built an app. Um, now, we don't um, we don't run the app now because everything's just gone into the YouTube and the website. And of course, we're really focused on the educational side now, too. Um, the idea is engage in the adventures, and if you like what you got then you want to know more, well, then come support us in the activities. And so that's a way of us being able to exist is that people are enjoying what we're creating and then they're engaging at the educational level and that is where the support comes in for Bible Pathway Adventures. Gotcha. Well, brother, man, I'm, I'm really happy for what you do. I, I tell you, I think that many people who, um, who are looking, who are looking for, um, for more instruction for their children and solid biblical uh, storytelling, I think we'll benefit greatly because sadly there's not enough information out there that you can rely on. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to like validate everything. You have to read through the whole thing. And then, you know, a, a child reads something that is not biblically based and they're going to believe it because that's what they read. If it comes from a teacher, they read it, they believe it because that person is credible. And it, it, the people, I mean, listen, a lot of people have no idea nor understand the responsibility that we have to take to make sure that we're honest with the information, we present it the right way, and I, at the price that you are presenting it, for my wife saw it, we printed one out, okay? And while my wife sees it, she goes, oh my God, this is all they charge? Because it was very well presented, very well done, um, and I thought you did something really good. It, it, you, you really geared it for that age group, and all everything dealing with that study and narrative was perfectly for them. You know what I mean? Sometimes you see things, it says uh, 6 to 12, but the information is for like a 4-year-old, and the 12-year-old feels like, what am I, 4? You know? And what you did, which I liked, was that you can tell that it fit that range. You're not trying, you're trying to actually elevate their understanding. You're not minimizing them, and that's important. As a teacher, that's the biggest challenge. I don't minimize anybody. I don't assume they don't know. I try to add to their already understanding. So I think I, th I, th I thought you guys did an amazing job on that. So okay, so let's review real quickly. So you have um, BiblePathwaysAdventures.com. You also have a Bible Pathway Adventures YouTube channel, correct? Correct. Okay. If people want to get directly uh, connected with you, what is your email? They can email me at pip, so that's P-I-P, at BiblePathwayAdventures.com. Okay, pip, P-I-P, at BiblePathwayAdventures.com, correct? Sure, yeah, and you can also email us through the website, and we reply to every email. Awesome. So don't have to worry about that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. We encourage people to register and get on the mailing list because we send out things, like to our subscribers, we make special offers particularly to them especially with the new adventure coming up oh like we're about to release the temple builder so yeah. as a subscriber to bpa well those people that engage with us they're the ones that we um not only get it to first but obviously um uh with discounts and things like that you just don't get you know yeah sitting out there so can we, can we talk about the spanish because we're super man excited. i was yeah. just i was just going to talk to you about that i'm all excited because i mentioned it I mentioned it to you, and you jumped all over the idea. Then I recommended Lisa. I think she's working very well for you guys, right? The, she's, yeah, so Lisa translated our first um, book, which uh, is great, and that's available. That's out there. That's our weekly Torah portions activity book. Nice. And I tell you, Redco, the response we had when we released our first and second book, so I think you saw the second book, which was Clean and Unclean, uh -huh. activity for three to five-year-olds. Man, people are excited. Spanish already? Already? 
Yeah. yeah. Wow. This three to five, playing around the clean. Yeah, and we're working on uh, the Spring Feast for three to five-year-olds in Spanish and our first tour of portion activity book, Better Sheet. Genesis. Nice. I told yeah. you, I told you it would be huge. Look, the Spanish community, you know what I, what I do? Some books I teach from and they don't have it. So I have two people who are helping me translate some of the books on PDF so I can make it available. The Spanish community is completely unequipped, not because they don't want to be equipped, just because they don't have the resources. You know, I mean, listen, uh, Jim Staley, he hit a huge in Latin America. Why? Because somebody started translating all his teachings and that's all they had, you know? And they start listening to him, you know? So it's like, it's important that we target. By the way, this is why I have Teshuba.tv. Teshuba.tv is all in Spanish. I have 14 teachers. And when you're done with this, make sure you make that short video promoting your stuff because I want to make it as a commercial to put it there so people can go to your website. So now you have to come up with a Spanish name. El Camino de la Biblia. La Aventura del Camino de la Biblia. Say it with me. Come on now. El Camino. That's the name in Spanish. We didn't have a tra- It was like Senda, Senda de... La senda bíblica, la, las aventuras de la senda bíblica. You gotta say, I'm speaking in tongues. You gotta translate. Come on now, you know. That's it. That's it. We got, we got um, messages from Spain, Puerto Rico, Mexico when we released um, the second book, saying, "Oh my goodness, there's nothing out there. We love this. We'll buy everything you create." Well, well it, Rico, and the other thing too is, is because we're showing that we do both the three to five and the 6 to 12. So what people were appreciating is not only we were doing it in Spanish, but we released the next Spanish in the 3 to 5 category to show, so to, as we build these up, people can see. And they were going, oh my goodness, not only is it in Spanish, but there's something from my 3 to 5. Right, which is... Actually introduced them. They couldn't believe it. Well, but, but that's a huge age group that has no enough, not enough information. I mean, listen, we homeschool our youngest, and... We had a tough time finding, you know, I mean, some of my teachers became, became you know, some of the topics of, of study. Going to Israel with me became the history, geography, archaeology. You know what I mean? Uh, there's not enough. So this is important. I think the children, we established the foundation. We are taught, we are taught by the Bible that we need to teach our children. And sadly, we are letting others teach our children instead of us. And what you guys are doing, I think is great, is facilitating for parents to equip their children in the right narrative of the Bible in a proper context. I'm game, man. I'm willing to help in anything that you need for, because I think it's important. Um, I minister to children. I mean, I minister to spiritual children all the time. The adults. Right? I minister to the young adults uh, in Cam Yeshua when I was going there all the time. But... Maybe this is your role. This is your, your, you know, everybody has a role in the kingdom. And it's so cool that you found your niche. You could do other things, but you found that niche, you know, that, and that, that's important. So in my, in my experience is how can I help facilitate for people to get their, this information in their hands? I hear that you guys are moving to Canada. What's that all about and why? Tell me, talk to me. New Zealand is gorgeous. Your house is very pretty. Come on, man. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they, um, uh, well, actually, Rico, I, I am Canadian. As you know, the other side of... Um, I'm originally Canadian. I've lived in New Zealand uh, and a little bit in Australia for the last 25 years. Um, I met Pip, though, in New Zealand, and um, and she's was born and raised in New Zealand. Um, but over the last year, as you know, we've been over to North America. I've been happy to do a bit of traveling and speaking. People won't know from this interview, but um, I've been teaching scripture for 25 years mm-hmm. and speak on many areas. That's all on the donkey stable, donkey speak side of things. Um, and that's the adult, more the adult teaching and discipleship side of things uh, from the BPA. But um, oh, and by the way, somebody had come to me who was only so happy we were doing Spanish, but they found out that you and I um, may be speaking later this year at a conference together, and they were so excited that not, not only were we doing the Spanish, but that you and I were going to be together. Oh, that's funny. They're going to be driving to come and see this. So 
But one of the things is I'm hoping for Bible Pathway Ventures at that conference, because what I would love is to hear the testimony from somebody who, you know, does uh, you know does the teaching to the adults and does that sorts of things. Um, because one of the things that we believe the Father is doing is he's bringing us to North America to um, to work with people and ministries like yourself and others. I it was like we just sense the Father's going. Um, pick up and go. It's time, you know. And, yeah. And we and and we've done what we can from here, but it's now time to go and, and work and engage with the body. And gotcha. So we see we see the Father bringing us together with you is exactly what we sensed He was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it, I, we just believe in a body working together. Yeah. Um, to serve. You know, to serve. I know you connected with a good friend of mine, Steve Bergson. You guys work together. Yeah. And, I, yeah. you know, accountability is important. And, you know, people don't realize sometimes, Curtis, that we don't have to agree on every point to work together. You know, this is one of the things that I keep trying to tell people. It's like, it seems like if I don't agree with everything you subscribe to, then we can fellowship. And we forget yeah. the common denominator, which is Yeshua. Right. I mean, if we, look, if we're walking on the same line, and yeah. we respect each other's lanes. And we yeah. have clear who Messiah is. We know that he's the son of the living God. We know that, you know, he, he came with a mission. We know the Father rules over all things. We know the kingdom is being restored. But for some reason, everyone wants for everyone to be agreeing on everything unless we're not going to have a meal together. And yeah. in our differences, if we focus on them, we're never going to actually do any good in the kingdom. Not to say that there is. I'm just saying that an example like Steve, you know, I know Steve for a long time, since 99, you know. And talk about going from one place to another place to another place and to see him grow, to see him, you know, have a congregation, to see him, you know, working with other people, you know. And to see you come aboard, to see other people wanting to come in and do the right thing. And, and what I like is that you're focusing your, 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 your energies and equipping the body, in this case, the children. And you can't miss, man, when you start equipping the body and you do the right way, you know, then, then the kingdom can know you, it can know us. And I just, you know, eventually we have to put the interests of Messiah above our own. And that's what I've been trying to do the last 10 years. So look, I try to facilitate for others. And at one point, I wanted to be the man. I think we all do. This is, we all have an ego, for good or for bad. Finally, about 10 years ago, the Lord kind of cornered me, kind of let me know, son, uh, get your act together. You know, like, it's like saying, uh, dude, I'm the chief, you sit, you know. And I said, yes, master, whatever you want. I got the memo. And I decided, to, I decided to do what I was trained to do. I was trained to be an athlete, to coach, to equip, to facilitate. And you know what? It feels great to be able to see someone who has a gift and to say, hey, how can we help you work for the kingdom on a team of baseball? One guy cannot do it all. Oh. And you know what's interesting? I was watching a football game uh, last night. You know, the real football. Another, another one you guys play out there in, you know, in Canada with, like, you know, the weird rules. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just have to say that. Oh, man, I'm sorry, bro. I had to do it, bro. Anyway, but... Hey, look, your field only three down. I know, I know. You know, you got... I don't understand it. You got people running all over the place, but I, I, it's, it's active. Anyway, so I, it's something really peculiar because on the team, and this comes to, to, to putting together what we're trying to do here, is that... The most important guy on the team normally is the quarterback, right? Normally. He moves everything. But last night, at the most important uh, moment in one of the teams, the field goal kicker became the most important guy. He kept the game going so that the team would have a chance to win it. And it was interesting because he came to kick. No one cares about the field goal guy until he has to kick the extra point, you know, or the field goal to win the game or to tie it. 
man, no one cares until this guy got in with like 30 seconds to go. He kicks the field goal, and then he tells everybody, let's go, get it going. You know, it's like the most important guy became the leader. The, mo the least important guy in the scheme of the whole game became the leader, became the, nice. the guy who kept everything going. If we yeah. could only, if we could only think like that, that regardless of what your role is, you're always important to the Lord at every given time. It's like in a meeting. You know this, Curtis. You go to a meeting. People are there, 100 people. They're listening for an hour and a half. Then they get hungry. And when they get hungry, they don't care about you anymore. They want to eat. <laughs> I'm done listening to this donkey. Right? Where's my food? That's right. So after the teaching, the most important person is their food. Right? It's the chef. It's true. It's the servers. It's the absolutely. Now imagine this. Imagine this. Sometimes we diminish children as go to a corner and learn from a little class and we don't give them the same importance. Imagine if we put them in the place that God told us when they wake up, when they get up, when they walk by the way, when they sit down. And we teach them with all the resources that God has provided us to have. Imagine the impact in 10, 20 years when maybe one of those children will come to you and Pip and say, hey, my mom used to teach you, we used to teach me your stuff. You don't see it now, but long term, you're gonna see the result of a team playing, working together for the kingdom. And that's what, the whip, uh, that's what this WITCAST is all about. How can we facilitate you to get the, uh, the information that you develop to many people? So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for you to go to Canada. Where in Canada are you gonna live? Well, we're looking at Southern, uh, Western BC at this point. Um, and, uh, and then we're gonna, get, we're gonna get in there. Of course, as you know, we work a lot in the states and even you know down in the southern states as well so um it will just act as a base for all intents and purposes we're going to be on the border of washington state and idaho state um so really it's just that's where we can go to resettle um and be around that area and then work with the various people that the father's connected us with awesome um and that's why we, you know like i said it's very exciting to, to be with you and Linda and you know wisdom and tour and things like that and we want to um you know what? It's kind of interesting, Rico. When, I, when we first met, it was the same thing. It kind of blew me away with something. I remember sitting at the dinner table, and you were speaking for about five minutes. Um, but no, it was more like about take ten minutes. <laughs> and I'm sitting. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have a tough time talking. You know, I, I, I'm very much an inverted. You know, I'm, I'm introvert. I'm an introvert. I don't talk enough. You know, I came out with you guys. Yeah, we, we share similar burdens, I, I suspect. Right. But nonetheless, um, you know, but I remember sitting and listening to you, um, and you were sharing your heart a bit, and, and I realized that, um, you know, I needed to know more about who this man was, because I'm sitting there going, you know, and I don't make pre-assumptions or presuppositions. I don't take presuppositions and put them on people I've never met or spent time with. However... If you don't, you don't know someone, you start to spend a little bit of time with them, fellowship with them a bit more at different levels. And so those then start to teach you more. And I remember listening to you, and I remember thinking to myself, you know what? This, this man has a heart. He's saying things that are very similar mm -hmm. to what was in my heart, whether you knew it or not. And I was sitting there in, inside. I remember that at the end of the night thinking, uh, I want to know a little bit more about mm -hmm. what's making this man tick because he's saying some things that he himself doesn't even know right now is making some clicks. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it didn't, but you, you just were reflecting. I remember thinking to myself, okay, this is interesting. What's the father up to here? You know, and, and here I am now coming to you and getting you to, to double check uh, some stuff that I we're doing with our latest adventure. Um, you know, um, because we can work as a body and, yeah. uh, and I, and we respect, you know, the, the lane that the Father's called you into, and uh, I value it, and this is what it's about. Our heart is to serve and work with the body. Everything we're doing is to help whatever ministry is going on um, have their kids engaged and the parents be able to engage in discipleship, you know, as we're instructed in Deuteronomy. That's true, and, you know, I appreciate it, man. I mean, I really had a good time uh, meeting a lot of people in New, uh, New Zealand, everywhere. It was incredible the way I was treated 
the kindness, you know, hospitality for me and my family. You know, what, what you guys got a chance to do in New Zealand that many people don't get the chance to, because I travel, when I travel more than 12, 13 days, I take my family with me, because I don't like to be by myself too long. Um, it's not healthy, and I don't want to do that. Um, but the unique, the unique is that you got to meet my family. You got to meet my, except for my oldest son, he couldn't make it. And in Australia, the same thing. And you know, and I always say that you know the man by their family. You look at the wife and you see how she is, the way she is treated. If she's happy, she's got a good husband. And one of the things that I strive to do the last, the last 14 years is I made too many mistakes in the past. And you know, when you are grateful for the gifts that God gives you, and you have a second opportunity to really make it better. If I don't grow up and I don't commit myself to God and my family, it's going to be chaos. And it always feels good to know when people get to know my family, they get to know me. You know, that's why I love doing the course, you know, the temple course that I do in January, because my family is, we're doing it together as a family, all of us. And they, they really get to know, because running a course with 100 people, we have to feed them. You know, and they run, my wife runs all the logistics for that, and I do the other stuff, and I got to oversee everything, and not everything goes smoothly, and how I react could be a stumbling block for somebody who's watching me. So, you know, how I treat my family. So, if that's true, and that reflects who we are, Messiah, how much more children, if we don't spend the time teaching our own children? The principles of the Bible and this is why I think it's so important that when when we when my wife saw it even Tito when he saw your work you know we you know we we he's 20 you know he's 20 he's gonna be 22 here he's 21 when he saw it he was able to relate my wife liked it you know what I mean and, and, and that's the key how can we engage the kingdom at every level the 3 to 6 6 to 12 and the young people, I mean, Land and Land Ministries, they, they do a great job doing the youth camp every summer. There's also one in Texas. There's also one in Kentucky. So that age group is taken care of. But the children that you're targeting are not. Only by other sources that necessarily don't have the same principles that we have. So I want to thank you for, you know, ministering to the, to the children <clears throat> that they may not listen to me because... I'm not that enjoyable to listen to for a six-year-old, you know? It's not my gift. We're, we're, we're hoping we'll engage them enough that by the time they get old enough to listen to you, hopefully, they can field some interesting questions. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're hoping that we're going to open the ears a bit more, and, and, then, and then you're going to get challenged in the Q&A. Man. And all of a sudden, but you know what? This is... Look, we, we are looking at, we've had people ask, well, can you get things to print so we can order printed as well? Because what we do is we we went for making the best, highest quality, um, accurate, educational, historical, but also convenience in the sense that what a lot of people are enjoying is that we've utilized the technology in this new um, uh, area that we're moving into. Where, where what people are doing is they're purchasing the material online and they download it to their own computer instantly. Got it. So it's an instant transaction. They're not waiting for something to show up in the mail that's printed. However, at the same time, people are learning to love the illustrations of the book so much that they're going, well, we would love to get, have color copies of all the adventures in the book. So we're starting now just to work and we'll be doing this with the activities as well. When we get to North America, that everything will be coming into um, being able to hopefully, eventually down the road, we got to get there. But you'll be able, if you want it in print, you can go through on Amazon and and, and literally go hey. get the printed activity yeah. books. By the way, I... Go ahead. Oh, in English and Spanish. I'll tell you what, I saw I saw some of the booklets that you have, and they're really well done. Very well done. I mean, I, the presentation, I mean, the message is good, but the presentation is needed. And they're very well done. I, I was very impressed with your work and what you guys are doing, man. I'm telling you. So, again, let's review a little bit. You're going to move to Vancouver, Canada, pretty soon here, and that's going to be your headquarters. Yeah. Yeah, we're resetting up Bible Pathway Adventures in Canada, and we're hoping to also try and establish a base at least sometime in the future in the U.S. as well. Oh, cool. So we're hoping that we'll have a southern and a northern sort of headquarters in North America because we'd like to hopefully work uh, with people like yourself and whatnot in South America. 
I hope I hope that some of the uh, homeschool moms or dads, you know, that um, that are within the Hebrew roots or Messianic, will contact you. That they will be able to get the products because there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them, and they, we need the help. We need the products. We need the the information. And like I said to you before, I tell you again, anything that I could do to help you, um, maybe in anything, you know, to either help you promote it or like verify information about the area that I study. You're more than welcome to always ask me that. I want to facilitate and make sure the children get the best quality information they can. Why do we need to leave it for the world to do that? I mean, the best video games the world has. But we don't have anything biblically based. I mean, why can't we have these tools? Why is it that the enemy has all the tools and engage our children according to the way they do things, but yet we cannot come up with somebody who's smart enough to come up with a nice video game and board games? Uh, um, I mean, come on. I mean, I was so excited when that lady from Colombia. Yeah, exactly. You guys are producing stuff at a level that they thought was better than theirs. And, you know, they were wondering how we were achieving this, you know, and these sorts of things. And there's all these kinds of stuff. But, I mean, it's all pretty yeah. Amen. If we can get a southern headquarters, which we really want to do. Um, so you might be able to help us out. We'll confiscate your living room for about a year while we set up... <laughs> <laughs> see, see if Yolanda likes that. Hi. And we're here, and, and we're now going South America. But you've got to have us in your living room. That's funny. Yeah, and I'll have this little BPA logo set up on the outside. That's too much, man. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. Me, you know, we're we're just going to see what the Father's going to do. But we feel that He's leading us there. We want to work with the various ministries, help the people. Um, we're not into telling people. Uh, we're not into telling people that this is what they should do and how should they should think in their ministries and where the fathers led them. So, okay, so a quick question. So, a quick question. So, your ministry, in this case, Bible Pathway, is only focused on biblical narration and biblical stories. You're not getting involved in any weird stuff, like any kind of extra biblical things that are keeping all the attention away from people. You keep it strictly no. biblical. We, we're keeping it strictly biblical, but we're not making apologies that for some people they might find getting new information is got it um, strange, right? But we don't make apologies for that. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do is just go, you know what, there's a lot of extracurricular activity out there right now. I'm not sure how wise it is for us to be spending time as parents and certainly for the children to be having that as a witness. What we are trying to encourage is here's something that's fun, engaging, that helps you as a parent spend time with your child and the most important instructions I can find in the yeah, Torah. Got it. You can do the you know, this is what we're trying to do is just have that little moment where we honor the Father and we watch the kids get blessed as a result. Amen. And I'll be honest with you, we've had pastors and, and parents write to us going, look, you've got me reading my Bible again. Yeah. Because things while they were going through their child they didn't even understand. And, and I'm going to actually admit something for the first time ever in an interview or a teaching. That I actually had to reference something in, in one of our own Bible pathway pictures. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. I had to reference something in one of our own adventures because I was trying to clarify something in one of my teachings. That's funny. Before I was going to a conference. That is funny. <laughs> And the material that I had access to, the only stuff I had was one of our adventures. Oh, and wow. Hoping, and I can tell you what, it did it. I was able to actually correct something before I spoke at the conference, as well as um, um, be able to reference it. And I used a Bible pathway adventure. That's good. People don't know this. They don't see that sort of thing. But it was so funny because I'm going, oh, my goodness, what was that again? Didn't have a Bible. Didn't have my other material. Didn't have my laptop. But I had this Bible pathway adventure. That's funny. That is so good. So that means that you actually read your Bible when you wrote down the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was being reminded that maybe I needed to uh, revisit. Look, Pip, 
Pip does the. She's a fantastic author, and she's um, she, her experience base and whatnot is in, in the children's education and things like that. And so she does a great job. She brings these to life. My job comes in in concept, you know, um, illustration, and things like that, and also spiritual oversight. Got it. So. So Pip, what we do, we've got quite a detailed process. Even when we make an adventure, we're going through storyboarding, we've got narrating. Like people would have no idea what it takes to make an adventure come to life. And then all the activities that will come behind that, like the like Solomon. uh, Solomon's Temple, uh, the Temple Builder coming up. But but what we what she does is she focuses on really bringing these things to life with very strict standards to the biblical narrative. So yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, Pip. Um, how did it feel when you guys began to pull these out? That the audience that was re- reaching out was mainly uh, regular nominal Christians. That must have been really interesting. Well, it was. Yeah. It was, but it was kind of yeah, that's a great one of our yeah, one of our yeah. missions. But it just I don't know, Rick, I don't know what to say to that. It was just, it's very rewarding to yeah. have such a breadth of believers using and engaging with our materials. So I get testimonies from Hebrew roots, Messianic, uh, Catholics, Lutherans, Baptists, yeah. Anglicans. And they're all using our materials because at the heart of it, they're looking for something biblical. Yeah. And the Christians may not quite understand, but you know what? I had a, a, a message once from a Catholic religious education teacher <laughs> who was teaching grades one to six. And I said to Curtis, you know, she's using, she bought all our activity books. We only use the name Yeshua. We don't use the name Jesus. And I said to Curtis, all these Catholic children for the first time in their life may be reading the name Yeshua and you don't know the seed of you don't know the seed that plants as a six-year-old. Right. So when you're 20 and you hear it again, it's not so weird. You know, you're sure yeah. it's not such a weird concept. Whereas for a lot of people, including myself, I'd never heard the name Yeshua until I was about 39 years old. Yeah. And it kind of felt weird, right? But if you're a six-year-old and you're doing activities and they're only using the name Yeshua, you become comfortable with that. Right. And it's like, plant another seed. And another scene. You, you, that you know, is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, and they're doing yeah. all of this. And is this, is, this was a Catholic school, Rico. Just to put this in perspective, we didn't go in convincing them they had to hear us, to see another perspective, to understand another perspective. This is literally the Ruach. Like, only the Ruach could do that. They're being led to go, you know what? I don't really know what's going on here, but we really like your materials. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know. Do you see? Yeah, I think. How do you, I, how do, you do that? That is true. Well, you know, in yeah. the in the uh, what do you call it in the um, self motivation world, you know, positive attitude is called anchoring. You are anchoring, uh, in this case, the name of Yeshua and some of the biblical um, context into a six year old. They always remember. I remember things when I was a kid. It's like when you uh, when you hear a song. And it puts you immediately in the state where you were at the time you heard it for the first time. When I go to California, I'm always happy because it reminds me of my my high school days. And I was, I had a great high school, four years. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. So I, I, it brings all the happiness, and I'm always, you know. And, and I think what you guys are doing is anchoring the children to to learn about you know Torah, to learn about the feast, to learn about the temple. Uh, that seed will grow. So I want to thank you guys for, yeah. We'll say, uh, we don't, we, you know, like we'll actually do it. We're yeah. not just you know, and it's like, okay, at least it's a way of them understanding. We're not there telling them, this is how you pronounce the name of the Father. This is what you must say. But what we are saying is, is look, we're, going, we're taking you on a journey back in time. And, and we're going to do the best way we can to reflect that as accurately as we can. Right. And, I, we believe we have to work as a body in order to do that. Amen. You know, we do. We do. Yeah. And that, that is, you know, we we don't sit there with a position. And even as a teacher, Rico, and yourself as a teacher, you will know, you know, I, Yeshua is not going to be impressed with your and I's knowledge. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. We stand for Messiah. He's not going to go, wow. Yeah. I couldn't believe you said here, Curtis. You know, or Rico, that was you know unbelievable, man. I never thought of that. You know, he's not <laughs> going to be impressed with our knowledge. However, uh, what I am afraid is that he might look into our hearts and see the character of Messiah. Amen. 
You see, we want to, we're trying to reflect through all our adventures the character of Messiah. Yeah. That this through into the children. It's not about winning doctrinal debates. It's not about saying, you've got to say the name or pronounce it exactly like this, but you've got to do... But what we're not going to do is apologize for the richness of our faith, the historical right. accuracy of our faith, um, and the character, most importantly, of our Messiah. Amen. That's great. Well said. Well said. I tell you, man, it's exciting. There's a lot of new material. We're running out of time, but I want to thank you guys for coming and being part of the Whitcast, and uh, for everyone out there who's listening please check out biblepathwayadventures.com and also your youtube channel and you already have the email pip at biblepathwayadventures.com and uh, check it out uh, let them know how you like it spread it around share with your friends on facebook social media and let's get the world in tune with the context of the torah and the biblical narratives in the proper way without having to judge and call everybody pagan, but to edify, equip, build, and educate the kingdom and also those who want to be part of the kingdom. I want to thank you guys for being part of this. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to see how the Lord is going to bless you and is going to open doors for you in America and for all those uh, homeschool moms or dads, make sure we mention both, um, that you want more, uh, more information and more tools to teach please consider this website. I think you're going to be satisfied. I'm very happy with the quality. High quality, good information from good people. May the Lord bless you and keep you guys. Thank you so much for joining us at Whitcast, and we'll see you next time for more information and more interesting topics. Shalom. Shalom.